Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the LARP Channel's RPG Project. Let's jump back into the action. When our adventure begins, the party has already accepted a job invitation from the eccentric wizard, Cedrail the Stargreaser, and agreed to investigate ancient ruins in the rugged hills about a day's journey from the city of Greyhaven. These ruins are the remains of a temple devoted to the worship of the sky, a monastery that the old wizard believes may contain clues to tracking the fallen star, wherever it may be. The party isn't the only group on the trail for the star, however. Ruthless soldiers from a militia nation scour the nearby coast. When the party returns to town, they'll find an unwelcome welcoming committee laying in wait for them. The adventure begins as the party descends down a single strand of rope into the long-abandoned ruins of the Monastery of the Arched Sky. As you get, as you guys kind of cross paths and go your separate ways, one of the guys turns around and goes, "Here, for the mistake," eh? and flips a coin. It's a platinum coin. Oh, Ooh. sweet tits! What's your name? Greetings. Huh? What's your name? I'm Acantha. Nice to meet you. Uh, my name's Jonah. Hi, Jonah. Not a word. <laughs> you ever been on a whaling ship? <laughs> yeah, many times. No, no desire to go back. Ah, uh, I won't call they, you Ahab then. They, they, they continue down the road. Come on, that was comedic gold right there. So it's about high noon, you guys get back into Greyhaven. Interestingly enough, one of the few buildings in Greyhaven, despite the fact that it's considered like the jewel of the West, it's one of the mm. largest and most important cities in the vast region known of Green World, a metropolis if you will, largest mm. natural port of the realm and is Greenwald's largest hub for trade, protected well by a defended gray stone walls of the city, and trade has flourished here for centuries. It's typically governed by a queen. Much of the day-to-day life of the average citizen is influenced by the five largest factions of the city. Um, and there's a lot more of this I could go into, but it's not important. Uh, the one key in- interesting thing is it's always easy to locate Cedrail's house. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few houses that doesn't look like a standard house because it's a round stone tower that's at least three stories high. As you guys are walking up Google to the it. tower, it's bad. No. At one, <laughs> you're gonna be you sing soprano for all your life. Nope. At one time, this must have been an impressive tower. Great blocks of stone and a lofty roof enclose an airy space. Enormous arched windows open to the city stand on each side of the wall, letting you see the sky in all four directions. Deep cracks and crumbling masonry testify to the tower's advanced state of decay, though this doesn't seem to bother its occupant. Cedrail, an eccentric old man with wild hair, has piled the floor with stacks of books, heaped scrolls, and all over his bed and plastered the walls with charts and maps. A sea breeze blows through the open windows, causing dozens of colored bottles dangling from the ceiling to gently clink against each other. 
so you said it was like decaying or whatever? It's an older tower, yes. It's not like should be condemned decaying, but no, it's like... No, it's not. It's still structurally rough. sound. Okay. It's just one of those things you could tell has not been well kept. Okay, 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 okay. Because okay. I was like, are we going to have to save this motherfucker from this tower later? No. Okay. No, the, the biggest thing that really catches your attention is all the bottles hanging from the ceiling. Like as you walk empty in. empty bottles or like fancy colored bottles? What's his deal with bottles? They're, they're all colored. Um, as they're dangling, you can kind of tell just from the movement, they're all filled with some sort of liquid of some kind. Cedrail mm -hmm. um, is known, you're familiar with Cedrail the most because he's known to be a chaos sorcerer as his means of study. His primary forms of observation are reading the stars, studying the wind, and tossing bottled concoctions out his window to see what happens. Nevertheless, his insatiable love of research, keen intellect, and low rates have made him a valuable asset to the various factions of Greyhaven. He's on the first floor, staring at like, what, like six different maps all over his table. And he goes, ah, you've come back. He had to, he doesn't look up or anything. He's just staring down at the table. He goes, give me one second here. Well, hello, Cedrail. I, yeah. Oh, hi's a, the heck with this. Hi's a back. I take it you got the message to them. I sure did. Fantastic. So, yeah, the Adventurer's Guild has procured us a ship. I am so excited. How, uh, how did the, uh, adventure into the monastery go? Okay, that steps outside. Well, we had an unfortunate casualty. There was an unforeseen hermit crab, and it kind of tore Hoothorn in twain. He, with an extremely confused look on his face, he turns around, grabs a jar with a dead hermit crab, and goes, one of these killed a full-sized acroca. Oh, no, 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 no. It was using a, a dragon skull as its shell. It was a very large, large crab. Oh, a dragon skull hermit crab. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, 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 wow, yeah. That's what they said. Akantha's a wee bit traumatized. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, she's, uh, less okay than usual. Yes, uh, give me just a second here. Walks over, grabs a large clay, uh, bottle with a cork in it, sets down four glasses. Please tell me that's drug for, drugs for the girl. It's, it's alcohol. It, yeah, there you go. He well, I don't need it. I wasn't there. I'm not traumatized. No, but you are a member of the Adventurers Guild, and when one of our own fall, we pay tribute to them. Ah, well, very good. I can't think it back in here! I can't! I'm too upset! back goes and picks her up and just brings her in. He, he pours a... Uh, he pours into all four of the glasses. Now, they're small little, like double shot shot glasses, like the ones you guys have seen at my house, the okay. standard size ones. And the smell has a very strong cedar wood smell to it. So it's immediately obvious that this is some kind of a whiskey. And he goes, all right. Whiskey in the general. Slides the bottle, slides the glasses out, and he goes, well, to, uh, to Mr. Hoothorn. Mix. To Hoodie. To Mix Hoothorn. And you see Cedral take a big glug from the bottle and put the cork back on. I have to drink it. I don't drink. Drink it. Okay. Cough. 
Coughing, spluttering, gasping for air ensues because the Kantha does not drink. So, other than the unfortunate... She don't drink, she don't smoke. What does she do? Other than the unfortunate, um... Anything good happen? I got a bomb. I got a necklace! The Kantha waves, shakes the bone necklace. She so, also has a fancy robe. Sorry, yeah. And you were the one who complained that it was really loud it to hear. It is really loud. Way, way, way to be a self-imposing problem. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know. I, so our, I, I take it our assumptions that anything related to the fallen star wasn't there then? Oh, no, we got that too. Oh, please, may I see it? It's mine. Yeah. No, Santa does not say anything. She simply goes, sits quietly and broods. Oh, my goodness, this is real. Astral metal, real astral metal. Oh, wow. let me take a look. I haven't gotten a chance to look at the thing. He kind of leans it over his back. The back peers at it. And, huh, that right there is what you see. Right, right. And he goes, and that the right compass itself is pointing. Picture of the compass. That way. Yeah, west. Out over the sea. Well, it's a good thing we got east. a ship then. Okay. Um, well, you said that we were working on. We had last things to do for the ship, so we don't have the ship yet, is my understanding. Yeah, no, we still have a few things we, we, we need to do to procure the ship, but it, it's easy enough. It's just a simple piece of paper, signature, and kabam, it's ours. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to need a, a few days to, to research lore that I have upstairs and study this for a minute, just to understand the full aspect of it. But um, this is an absolutely amazing... And he turns around, opens a cabinet up, pulls a small bag out, and he goes, this is from the Adventurer's Guild for a job well done. Oh. And you can tell it's a bag full of coin. Okay, I open it up. It's got 150 gold pieces in it. Nice. I now, I'm going to assume Zabak doesn't get any of this because she wasn't, like, there. She doesn't, but at the same yeah. time, he also tosses her a small bag that has uh, 25 gold in it. Nice. For well, doing uh, the job. How much gold did she have initially? Because seventy-five, just like every other starting character. Right, right, right. Yeah, so she now she's like hundred gold, and Akantha got how many gold? I'll tell you here in a second. Okay. Well, one hundred and fifty divided by three people is fifty gold each. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sweet. That's just easy math. Well, I was. Yeah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> math hard. Cedro pulls out a piece of paper. Yeah. He says, "This here is the letter of rent." You need to take this down to the dockmaster. The dockmaster will pass along the deed to the ship. Deed, 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 deed. Um, <laughs> once you get the deed, it needs to be signed by the original owner, and he gets a very discerned, disappointed, annoyed... Explain yourself there, Cedrio. Well, the ship was originally owned by uh, Hal Huckshaw, and he came from Black Rift. Ah, leaves a bad taste in your mouth, eh? I grew up suffering at the hands of Black Rift, so oh, I don't really like... He says bully. he's reformed and he's not part of Black Rift anymore, but... He's, he's your bully growing up then, eh? He's from Black Rift. I don't trust people from Black Rift. That's uh, just racist. They're, they're, you guys all know, beyond shadow of a doubt, most people who come out of Black Rift have been greedy and not great, despicable. So, and... Okay, so a little like, outside. 
Well, kids and families there, though, right? A little outside knowledge. Black Rift used to encompass all of Greenwald as well. And when Greenwald decided they wanted to be a free country, they drove Black Rift to the north. It's a free country. Where the king now resides and at times has talked about wanting to retake Greenwald as a, a, a reclaim it, essentially. But yeah, Cedrail grew up suffering at the hands of Black Rift, so he's always had a terrible distaste oh, for them. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Just, I, I can appreciate him selling a ship and everything, but just, uh, I don't trust people from Black Rift. Neither do I! Yeah. We should go there post-haste. That being said, if we get to the point where we need to use the ship, I know I don't travel with you guys very often, but I decently know how to handle the helm of a boat, so... Cool! Zedriel has joined the party. That, that option is there, but uh, let's actually maintain full ownership of the boat before we talk about what we're going to do with it. So here's the letter. Who's taking it? I'll take that. Zabak carefully put, tucks it into her pack. She is the most responsible member of the party. <laughs> All right. So yeah, head down to the docks, the waterfront guild. Come back, not tomorrow, but around noon, day after tomorrow. I should have this thing with the compass figured out. Um, yeah. And it, it's still about, like, one in the afternoon. So you guys got plenty of time. And immediately, you see Sudrail go up the stairs that spiral around his house and up to the second floor. You start hearing bottles clink around a little bit as he's walking across the floor. Um, are we staying here tonight? Um, there is an Adventurer's Guild tavern that mm -hmm. serves to the public, but is commonly... It's not, like, public knowledge that adventurers tend to stay there from the, uh, from the guild. But it's known within the guild that you can get a discounted rate at that particular right. time. All right, let's go there then. Kind of crappy. Well, where are you guys? Well, no, it's one. We need to go. We need to go get this paper signed by this oh, person. Oh, right, right, right. This is. I'm all responsible. Let's go. No, that was the can't be like. <laughs> You know, I, I no, because you said you said the uh, Zabak. was the one. And he, she, or yeah. Mercer is talking to her. All right. Oh. Let's go. All right. Come on, Akansa. It's not bedtime yet. You lazy scallywag. It takes you guys about hmm, solid forty-five minutes to get down to the waterfront where the uh, the docks are at. Um, <sighs> and the dock master's down there. You guys are about forty-five feet away. And you notice a decently well-dressed tabaxi standing in front of the dockmaster with a piece of paper and just talking back and forth. You're too far away to really understand what's being said. We should hurry. Walk forward. With the back quick as her pace after Acantha because she's like, oh shit, Acantha's gonna start some shit. Just don't kill another local merchant. <laughs> Help our friend! Magic missile. <laughs> so, Doc Master's under this tented area right here. Zabak. Here's the, uh, the tabaxi you see. You guys are way off over here somewhere. Right. So we'll say you're... We're uh, power walking. So basically dash Mer actions. Mercer's making a light jog. 
Ah, short man. <laughs> 25 foot speed. Right, right, right. Alright, so I'm assuming dash actions to get there? Um, yeah. The back isn't super... Well, I mean, I can't say. They both have a 30 movement speed. So... Right. I mean, they're not... Okay, slow. so you guys get up there and you, you still see the tabaxi talking and you come up just in time to hear the tabaxi going... Look, I don't care who the original intended buyer was supposed to be. You have the writ right here that says that I am clearly supposed to have ownership of that boat. No, you don't. Uh, huh? Zabak walks up, sets her large hand on the tabaxi shoulder and says, Which boat are you talking about, my dear? You just point at our boat. Let me handle this, Mercer. She lightly squeezes, perhaps a little too hard, on the tabaxi shoulder. He raises his hand up and you feel a hook come right up by your face. Don't start with me. I'm trying to get a transaction done. My on dear, our boat. You, my dear, you're referring to our boat. No, I'm referring to, and he unrolls a piece of paper that looks exactly like the same letter of writ you guys have. He goes, no, my boat, right here, that designates me as its new owner. No. And no. slams it down in front of the dockmaster and goes, that right there. Fully legit piece of paper. Where'd you get it, my dear? Hmm? Where'd you get that lovely piece of paper? Same place anybody would get a letter of writ from mm -hmm. their guild. Which guild? That doesn't matter. Which guild? It does not matter. Oh, I believe Can I make a sleight of hand to light his uh, writ on fire? <laughs> do it! The do it! The steps in and goes, wait, 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 wait. Okay. You guys claim to have a writ as well yes we just obtained it may i see the writ as long as this one promises not to touch it in the back do you promise not to touch our legitimate writ i shouldn't even have to be dealing with this right now i should be having mine taken care of the back takes out the writ and shows it to the dock master okay so the dock master takes them both out looks at both of them real quick this is where we are at a skill challenge. Collectively, you guys have one of two options. You can either do a persuasion check to prove that uh, the tabaxi's writ is a forgery, or you can do an investigation. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I got those backwards. A persuasion check to prove that yours is the legitimate one, or an investigation check to prove that the tabaxi's uh, writ is forged. Now that they're both laying out, you can see both writs exactly identical with one keen difference. Mm -hmm. One says, uh, one talks about the boat being entitled to Adventurers of the Adventurers Guild. The other one says entitled to Captain Catapult. Uh, so it's a safe bet to assume that the tabaxi is Captain Catapult. <clears throat> Celine would prefer to Option do Option number three, we team up. It's up to you guys. What, what do you want to do? Oh man, what do you want to do? I'd rather do a uh, investigation. Okay. Um, investigation. Three. Yeah, we might be able to do that. All right. So we're going for investigation. Oh, we are not going to be able to do that. At least three of you need to make the save. Uh oh. Thirteen and fourteen. Fifteen and a uh, seventeen. 15, 17, remind me what you got. 13 or 14. Okay, so you guys make it, no problem. Oh, yes. Right there. That's a forgery. Right there. 
And I kick him in his shin. Hey, now! Zabak puts a, puts a hand on your shoulder and pulls you back, Mercer. I still kick him in his shin. Come on now, there's no need for that. This is a forgery, dear captain. I pull my bomb out. Hey, now! You wanna go? Put it away, Mercer. Even the Dark Master's going, no, 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 no. Mercer! Back off! Akansa's no. like, whoa, dude, chill out! Put it back in my backpack. Catapult grabs his rib and goes, to hell with all of you. Wait! Come back! Come with us! You can come with! We'll share! Uh -huh. And we begin. Mercer, you're such a jerk! He walks away and goes, Alright, the Dock Master goes, I didn't really like his attitude, but it's not the first time I've seen somebody get angry when something doesn't go his way. Well, that's, you know, typical fragile masculinity, my guy. Yeah, uh, well... <laughs> I proceed to almost try kicking you in your shit. Hey, Al, come on! Back off! Short man, you're short. I'll show you short. <laughs> Are you sure you're short? actually adventurers of the Adventurers Guild? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> we are consummate professionals, my good sir. You know, I've seen professionals and they act way better well behaved than you guys. A little too. more like myself, perhaps. I'm fresh to the guild, I'll admit it. I've been with the guild a while, They've, these three have gotten to be a bit. Alright, so here's the small trepidation that I've come across. Right. While I can appreciate you guys proving that that guy's writ was falsified and yours is legit, I'm not completely convinced you guys are actually members of the adventure. Click. Here! We all pull out our identifying compacts. I've seen... You just showed me a falsified writ of lettering. For all I know, those are false IDs, too. Oh, my I'm goodness. convinced this is a legit writ of lettering, but I've seen forgeries and stuff go on all the time. Oh. That being said, just hear me out. Okay. The Adventures Guild are constantly known as doing justice by others. Yeah. There's been some jobs up in town of people needing help. If you're willing to go and help somebody and bring back proof of it, I'll be fully convinced and I'll have this done and ready to go in five minutes. A we'll be back. slumps against a post nearby. A side quest? No! <laughs> I, uh, Mercer walks by, grabs her wrist, and starts ah! dragging her. Come on, man! Alright, so here's where we come to. I can either roll on a table to give you guys something to do, or... You guys can give me an idea of what it is you want to do. Can we just get a cat out of a tree for an old lady or something? Come on. Roll on the table. All right. Oh, so that way we stay within the game. Cat in a tree. Cat in a tree. But you never know. There may be truly be a cat in a tree. <laughs> cat in a tree. Bam. I'll blow the tree up. Cat comes down. Oh, Problem solved. No, we're not making. We're not making. You know, exotic cuisine here. You hey, can't do hey, that. Hey, the tree will just come down. The cat will land on all fours. It's problem solved. I mean, I, I really don't feel like the cat would clear the blast radius. It's a little blast radius. We're going to have a crispy kitty. I don't think I don't think the cat kind of would appreciate all right. that. So, um, given everything that's going on and you guys are dead focused on, let's go help somebody. Let's get this writ taken care of. Da -da -da -da. You are entitled, as you're walking up to that job board where you knew those jobs to be at, you are entitled to a perception check. However, it's going to be a disadvantage. Okay. So for me, that's a three. And then... Whoa! Bouncy boy. So you said perception? Mm-hmm. So I got a four. Fifteen for Akantha. And a disadvantage? She, oh, a disadvantage. And she got a twelve. Oh, well, I'll count that. Okay, so no and no. Yeah, that's going to be eight, man. Eight, and what What about the other one? Uh, the back is, oh, yeah, buddy. 
is going to get a 14. A 14, okay. So Zabak seems to notice, as you guys are walking up to the job board, seems to notice two people behind your group that it doesn't seem like they're following, but it seems like there's a constant distance of about 45 feet between you and So they're following us. Come on, call a spade a spade, baby. Um, because she did notice she's entitled to a history check as well. Okay, at advantage or disadvantage? Just standard. Okay. And what's history. her name again? Zabak. Z-A-B-A-C-K or just... X-A-B-A-K. Okay, okay. You're going to spell that again. X-A-B-A-K. Zabak. I actually looked up turtle names and that was one of them. That's I'm like, that's cool. That's why I know who I'm talking to. Right. Uh, what am I rolling? History. Right. Uh, it's gonna be a ten. All right. So that's more than enough. Are you, wait, are you proficient in history? No. She's not. No, Zabak okay. is not. Uh, so the rule would be. Well, Akanta didn't notice it. Zabak did. So, she's not proficient in history, she would have had to roll. If she had been proficient in history, I wouldn't have made you roll. Um, but yeah, after looking at them real quick and just kind of eyeing them, you can tell they're Black Rift Warriors. Okay, great. We're gonna get got, you guys. Zavak says, don't anyone turn around. And she put, well, no, she puts her hand across Acantha's shoulders. Don't anyone turn around, but we're being followed. At that, you all are entitled to a second perception check, normal perception. All right. Is it back as well? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, perception for Acantha is a little better. That's going to be a 15 for Acantha. And uh, just a flat 10 for the back. 13 for Mercer and a 17 for Selene. Okay. So... We're going to treat this as the road this time. Yep. So just off the map are stores, like actual building stores, most of which are bustling and busy with people coming in and out. This opposite side here would be where vendors are at, so outdoor sorts of people. Where is your party at? Uh, right here where this crate is at, we'll say, is the job board. Um, what sort of organization thing are we going to have here? I would say Mercer and uh, Zebek are up front. Yep. Just like that. Okay. So you noticed these two back here, right? Mm -hmm. With that roll, you also noticed two more up over uh. here. All four of them look like they're talking to vendors or looking at a window at a shop or a lot of the shop owners are a lot of like today's stores where some stuff's also outside of the building trying to yeah. try to catch someone's attention to again come in. You. Right. So they all look like they're just looking at stuff, but you occasionally catch them doing that eye thing where they kind of look over mm -hmm. at you guys and then go back to looking at stuff. I think we're being watched. As I as we're up by the board, mm -hmm. I kind of lean forward and act like I'm, you know, reading something. Yeah, that leans into. We need to take an alleyway. That's probably a really good idea. 
So let's uh And we grab we grab a job. Mm-hmm. And then we proceed to yeah. walk into the alleyway. That's a great okay, idea. So the nearest alley. Akantha right slips her sickle out. That's fine. Uh she's stealthy. She's oh she, that's a nine. To sneakily remove her sickle. Yeah, no. <laughs> she just pulls out her sickle like. <laughs> you pull the sickle Come out. Come and get it, and bitches. Like half of the crowd, the street, kind of all see you and go, okay, can we go? And <laughs> start clearing out the way. Kanta, <laughs> put it away. Oh, but I have to you, sharpen it. You know, you should not be drawing your sickle in public. But I oh. have to. I forgot to sharpen it last night. As oh, you well. guys start to make your way up, you start to notice. Good these job two. blowing our. Uh, our uh, advantage. Sorry. And yeah, at this point you can tell that they're not trying to be sneaky anymore. They're just kind of standing there. Alright, what do you boys want? Well, got a piece of paper that we need. Firebolt. <laughs> right the guy who's talking. <laughs> I can't just gonna jump on board with that. No, no. I wasn't going to give a surprise round the fact that he's just going to outright do it. You get to make your firebolt attack, and then it's initiative. Damn, all right. Okay. Granted, I'm not going to give that to you every single time. Okay. That's oh! fine. That's going to be a 21 to hit. For six points of damage. <laughs> right in his pie hole. All right, give me just a second here. Okay, James, remind me. Range spell attack, d20 plus... Your spell, uh, well, it'd be just like your regular, well, like your spell attack. So, like in this instance, it's your proficiency modifier plus your um, spell casting modifier. Which is what? So, in the case of Akantha, who is a sorcerer, mm-hmm. charisma. Charisma, okay. So, that was number two. You hit him for how much? Six points. Right in the pie hole. He did not like that. All right, now we're up to. Uh, that was kind of the point. Initiative. Yeah, initiative. Ooh, mushroom is going last. Can't These are back. Oops. Black Rift. All right, let me roll for that real quick. I'm pretty sure Black Rift, these Black Rift guys are going to be going last. Okay. What did a Kanta get? A Kanta got a nat 20. <laughs> 22 total. Two. What did Zabak get? Zabak did. Oh, I didn't figure out Zabak's initiative. It's the just dex modifier. Yeah, just the oh, dex modifier. Right. Plus roll. Plus what? Plus your. D20. Whatever you roll. Oh, well, okay. I didn't figure out my initiative modifier. Uh, tw- uh, he, uh, Zabak got a 9. Nine. Nine. What did uh, Mercer get? Five. Jeez. What's gonna... Mercer's dexterity? Two. You're not gonna start shit yet. You're Fourteen. Plus Fourteen. Two. Okay, you're gonna go before Black Rift. Oh, then. Nice. <laughs> and what did Celine get? Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Yep. Nice. All right, so it's gonna go Acantha, Celine, Zabak, Mercer, and then the Black Rift guards. So yeah, top of the line, Acantha. What do you do? Acantha's gonna use Chaos Bolt. Is that the spell she's been wanting to cast for a while? Okay. Who are you casting it at? The guy that Mercer attacked. That was number two, right here. Right. Right. Uh, two. D eight. What'd you roll to hit? 
Oh, oh, yeah, I rolled a... It's going to be a 22. Okay. <laughs> Not trying to be that guy, but if you didn't roll over the AC, you don't hit. <laughs> I was so wanting that to be the same number. Okay. Okay. I know how Chaos Bolt works. Technically, it comes out of Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. That's going to be another uh, big blast of fire. And that's going to be 11 points. He goes down. <laughs> Poof! <laughs> and that was the first level spell. Roll me a d20. Okay. <laughs> Please let something fun happen. Please. You are playing standard spell. Damn! Rolls, right? 12. Not like what we've been doing. What do you mean? So, spells don't get their... You don't get your spellcasting modifier added to the damage. It's just the dice roll. Yeah. Yeah, I don't ever remember okay. doing just, the modifier. Just confirm. Okay. I just want to confirm. I, I, hey, buddy. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. Well, like, we, like for, like, the other games that we've done, we've done, we've done, you know, house rules where... You, like if you're a charisma, let's say you're a charisma-based caster, mm -hmm. you can roll oh, plus buddy. your uh, charisma modifier for damage with spells. Oh, that's 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 house rule. That's not standard. Okay, I don't remember doing that, but yeah, no, we're not. That's why I want. I want, I haven't been, but I want to confirm that All was right. the case. What'd you roll? Um, eleven points of damage. Oh, I rolled a twelve. Okay. All right, so. Is there anything else Acantha is doing? Um, Acantha is... Um, yeah, Acantha can't do shit. Okay. So then, Celine, your turn. No, she's going to jump in the water. No. There's no uh, water. You're in the middle of the city. For her... I thought you said we were on the dock. Oh, that's treating right. treating this mind. as city. Never mind. Never mind. I'm back. I'm back on track. So, Celine cast me turn on. Okay. And then um, she's going to move closer to the store. So, and put her back against the wall. So that way someone can't get behind her as well. Just okay. Alright. Zabak, your turn. Alright, Zabak is going to wait in there. And hook up the guy that's next to our dead friend. And she's gonna swing at them. Is she going up to him? Yeah. Uh, 10, she has to do an range attack. 25 right here? Yep, and she's gonna swing her warhammer two handed. Um, ooh. Ah, 15 to hit. Miss. Oh, are you flinging? They're wearing armor. Oh, shit, okay. Um, you barely missed, but you missed. Mm. Oh, what's reckless attack do again? You have advantage to the attack, but then your opponent has advantage against you. Right, right, right. And I had to do that before I attacked. Yeah, you have okay. to declare that before you. All right. Um, how many feet forward was that? 25. You are within a... Five. I moved 25 feet? You were oh, right yeah. here. So yeah, right, right. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Okay, yeah. I'm going to just stay there and be like, mm, come at me, bro. Alright. The, the crowd has, has fled, correct? Oh, yeah. Huh? They ran away when oh, I pulled yeah. out my sickle. Oh, yeah. One, once everything kind of became obvious that this was going to be a, a standoff, everybody else cleared the road. Store keeps all jumped into their Perfect. their places. and Mercer grins. What are you doing? Mercer's turn. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! At the two in the back. Oh, right back yeah. here? Yep. Okay, so yes. you have to designate a point in which you're throwing Right between it. them. 
Right here? Yep. Does right. the Kantha have time to, like, duck? Remind me what they have to roll. Uh, they're going to have to make a dexterity saving throw. DC 12. Or take half damage. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, they take yes. the full force of this kaboomy. Yes! You just hear, you just hear Mercer just cackling maniacally. <laughs> I can't the sees what's going on. <laughs> Eight points of damage. To each of them? Yep. They're still up, but they are certainly not happy. <laughs> Mercer, you're my best friend. Cut your soul, cut your So, you said eight? Yep. Ha, I have kitty friend. You can have kitty. You can just take them. Okay, thanks. Yeah, those two ain't looking very good. Um, Wait, that was Mercer, so now it's... Wait, he's going to move towards the building. As well and go right next to Celine. Right here? Like yep. This? All right. Uh, yeah. So these guys aren't happy. 10, 15, 20, 25. Oh. So far, 5, 10, 20, 25. <laughs> what is the damage for a battle axe? Is it a D8? I believe so. Okay. Give me one second, I'll tell you. I just got a great picture of your cat. Ah, so these guards all pull uh, all pull battle axes out. So Zabak, the first one's going to hit you. Or try to hit you. Yes, yeah, D8. Okay. Uh, 18. Hit the back. Ha <laughs> Nope! Okay. It's a 10 hit Acantha. Ha! <laughs> no, it does not. 16 hit Celine. Yes. Okay. That's going to be 8 points of damage as he swings the axe at her. No, she doesn't like that. <laughs> Top of the line, Celine. Or I'm sorry, Acantha. Yeah, Acantha. Okay, Acantha doesn't want to fuck up her friend. Um. Oh well, I guess we're gonna kind of get everybody fucked up. Um. What we're gonna do? <laughs> Gotta do something. Oh no, Acantha's gonna back up. If you back away, it's oh, a right. heck of opportunity. Never mind, Acantha's not gonna do that. She's gonna. Don't you have an attack cantrip or anything? I do. Acantha is gonna risk it for the biscuit with one of them. She's gonna move around to flank between herself and Celine. Sort of right here. Uh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's all still within threatened area, so as long as you're not moving out of a threatened square, you're fine. <laughs> you can move around your enemy all you want. Okay, so you now have flanked this guy with Celine. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I'm gonna use... Yeah, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna use my chaos bolt again. Cause I just wanna fuck these boys up. All right. Forty-three hit. Let's give me a favor. Put that on the table. Roll it so it doesn't look like you're trying to adjust. Right. No,
realize that. I'm like, eh. Do you want me to roll again? No. It, okay. Just for future reference. Yeah, right, right. 23 to hit. Alright. Get fucked. That definitely hits. <laughs> Do I have a, I don't have a black T8. That is so frustrating. Oh. Yes, you do. I don't. No. I'm missing dice. Okay, anyway. I just gave you a new set of dice. How are you a... missing dice already? I'm missing dice. What the f- I'm missing one of my lighter purple. Okay, well, anyway. I don't know what the heck. Okay, so that's. Damn! That's gonna be eight points of damage. And the one between me and Celine. Okay. So that he goes down. Boy. He's down. Oh, but I I hadn't decided between cold or poison damage yet. Either way, he goes down more. So two of them are down, two of them are still up. Um, there's nothing really up. There's really nothing oh, else you shoot. can do. I messed up my damage on the first one. It's... Uh, 2d8 plus 1d6 of damage. Did you roll the d6 on this one? No! Well, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't I matter killed him anyway. Point. Damn! Alright, so it was a Canta Selene oh, return. Wait. What? What are you doing? Oh. Oh, it was yep. a five. Nope, not a surge. Nothing happens. Uh, the one right next to her. The one that hit her? Number three? Yeah. Uh, but the. the, the Needs to make a strength saving throw. Okay. Be a ten. No. So, uh, all of a sudden, an arc of lightning comes from her, and uh, they take one d eight lightning damage and are blown away ten feet in a straight line. Back. Fuck yes. Okay. So five points of lightning damage and jettisoned ten feet away. Oh, no, you don't jettison ten feet away. You send him flying farther than that because that kills him. Oh, so shit. you just he just fucking describe this to me. exactly how does this? She work? goes, "How dare you touch me!" Boom. Oh fuck. So bolt of lightning flies out of her hand. Yep. <laughs> So this boy's down. <laughs> this boy. <laughs> yep, this boy. This boy. And uh, Sling doing anything else? Uh, no, not at this point. All right. Now, do you have to be part of the flank to roll with advantage? So range does not get. Uh... Right, but that just reminded me, like, Selena and I were flanking that one guy, so yes, we get advantage. But Only if... if you're doing melee. Yes, yes. Your cast. I think what she's strong. asking is if Acantha and Selene are flanking somebody, would Mercer have advantage? Yes, that's what I'm asking. No. Okay. It's okay. only between the two, the the two, two flanking. So okay. you have to be part of the flanking opposition right. in order to have the advantage on okay, the Okay, that's what I thought. That's All right, so what is um, 
Who just went? Celine? Yeah, yes. so now it's Mercer's turn. No, it's Zabak's turn. Zabak! Oh! Zabak rolled a nine, Mercer rolled a five. Oh, okay, never mind. Alright, come on, Zabak. Fuck him up. Two handed. Oh, it's gonna be a 17 to hit, my That's guy. That's gonna hit. Yeah, man, I don't even have to hit him. <laughs> uh, D10. Uh. This one. Yep, that's the one. Is that a D10? It's a D10. That's no, it's a D12. That's a D12. Oh, fuck it, okay. It's... That is oh your D10. Why do I struggle with these? <laughs> yes! Max damage! 14! She doesn't have to do anything. She one just, solid hit with the... She just caves a skull in. <laughs> sickeningly wet crunch. Okay. She yeah, never, You're, the hammer kind of back. embeds into the skull a little bit, and when you pull it out, there's a hammer-shaped embedded and section. And brain and blood and skull and skin and hair go flying. It's a good thing I say listener discretion is advised. Because <laughs> of this shit. Specifically Akanta and Zabak. I'm halfway picturing that, that scene in um, Starship Troopers, where that weird-looking sludgy looking bug can't really move around a lot the queen yeah has that spike that comes out of her mouth and oh god no in the head. La, 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 la. <laughs> so at this point um they're all down they're all down mercer's gonna walk over there and drag the body over to the other one <laughs> so here to here yeah, okay. gonna loot the corpses. only because he's a gnome and that's a full-sized human i need a strength check uh, I should be able to drag him with even with the uh, no I'm saying because of how much extra weight he has on him yeah but this. it's 10 times or no it's 15 times your uh, <clears throat> strength score oh that's right that's right no you're right you're right 180 right. pounds yep you're right totally right My Agenda mistake. wants to loot the bodies well that's what he's doing but he's, oh, he's, right. he's consolidating he's consolidating corpses so you have these two here and these two yeah right so here. Mercer's working on the the back slings the one she just murdered over her shoulder. Acantha comes over to grab the other guy. Okay, so Acantha comes over here, drags this guy back over. That's a 16 plus whatever. brings this one over. All right, so you guys are looting all four of the bodies, right? Ah, loot the corpses, loot the corpses. As you're doing this, you start to notice people from the crowd start to come out. <laughs> like, oh and I'll, I'll tell you what you find on the bodies, but after you've looted the bodies, you start to hear clapping and whistling and stuff, and there's just a little bit of a, an applause to you as a guy comes walking up and he goes, "Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you." Those guys have been coming in and out of these streets for the last four days, saying they're searching for someone and keep causing so many problems to the Mercer members. just kind of is like, well, eh, now whatever. Now and Celine makes a maker. makes a very flourished bow, like or not not bow but a curtsy yeah. as. No, he walks over to the job board, pulls one of the jobs off, and he goes, I actually put this up to get rid of these guys. Here you go. Well, perfect. 100 Sweet. gold. Thank you. 25 gold hey, apiece hey, against hey. them. He goes, I'll even sign this so you can keep Ooh, it as a keepsake for Thank you. you. Thanks. All right, hey. folks, they're all dead. Okay, Hey, now. buddy. You got a pair of pliers on you? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, come on, buddy. Got a pair of pliers? You guys just killed them. I'm not going to get in the middle of this. Not I just move, want man. their teeth. Come on. He backs away. All right. So what you guys find on them, you find four shields, four sets of chain mail, four battle axes, 
and collectively among them. Well, it, it doesn't matter because we're going to collectively throw it. Well, like for the, the equipment, we're going to collectively throw it into my bag real quick, and we're going to literally go ten feet into the shop and go. I what? got gear to sell. I want to sell this shit. Four shields, four battle axes. What else? Hang on. Seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. And amongst all of them put together is 16 gold pieces. So, four shields, four battle axes, what else? Four sets of chain mail. You guys didn't do enough uh, damage to them consistently to actually damage the armor because of how quickly you killed them. Yeah, and the And most of it was with it. magic, so it's not like something that can't just quickly be cleaned off. Alright, cool. I just jotted it down real quick. Um, there's four of us. Hey, we each get four gold pieces. We actually get 29 gold pieces. What? Because we got oh. paid 25 gold for the job we just did. Nice, You got nice, paid 100 nice. gold for the Correct. job. Correct, but for four people. 25 each, gotcha. Plus four, nine. Gotcha. Sweet. Okay, so over to Ida. And then whatever we get from, uh... I'm trying to see if there's actually a money amount on here, because if there is, I'm going to go Can with it. Can't they use a battle axe? No. Oh, yeah, that's not too good at looking Okay, so what is half of 75? That's gonna be... Well, I guess technically half of 74. For me. It's gonna 35, be... 35, 36, 37, 37 and a half. Yeah, 37. 37. Okay, so you're offered 37 gold for each chain for each thing of chainmail armor. Okay, so 37.5 times 4. So that's... So, okay. That's how much? Uh, so, well, it's 150, but we each get 37.5. Oh. <laughs> Because there's four. Everything. So every. Right, 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 right. Oh. So yeah, just remember 37.5. Hey, guess what? We started selling merchandise. Check out the link in the description below and see what we've got. You're offered, unless any of you plan on keeping any of them, you're offered five gold apiece for each of the shields. Nope. So that's 20 gold. So you're up to 44.5 per the equipment, mm -hmm. per person. What are the what are the stats on a battle axe? Battle axe? So it's or versatile D10. Mm -hmm. And okay. the slashing damage. It's also that, considered a martial weapon. I don't know if you're able to use martial weapon. For uh, for Zabak, instead of gold, she would like to keep one of the battle axes. Well, just then she doesn't get seven gold. That's fine. It's that, going to be five gold apiece. Oh, yeah, sorry, five gold. Because they're worth, at cost, they're ten gold apiece. Yeah, so, I mean... So she keeps her battle axe, and the other three get an additional five gold for the axes. And just as soon as you're in there doing the transaction, you actually see a guy in dark black hooded robes and a, like a rope belt mm -hmm. come by with a small cart that he holds with two hands, like a, over like kind of like an oversized wheelbarrow, and he's throwing the bodies in the back of the cart. Bring out she dead! I wasn't gonna say it, but damn you! I had to. You know, <laughs> I'm not dead yet. So at this point, you know, I'm like, thank you for your business. Uh, alchemical shop, please. Um, well, there's two of them. There's the... the ones that make it go boom. 
There's two of them. The immediate <laughs> one that has your 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 really basic, simple stuff, that's two doors down to the right. On the opposite end of the road, about 10 minutes this way, is your more expensive store that's got the bigger stuff. That's where I go. Okay. Hey, Celine, I may need your help. Come on. It is getting about early mid evening now. So yeah, we're, we're rushing. Acantha uh, wants some food. Ooh, ooh, Acantha needs to find some kind of artisan that can make, like, headgear. An artisan that can make headgear. Yes. Okay, you're gonna have to give me more than just that. She wants to make a headdress out of the antlers. <laughs> a headdress out of the antlers. Yeah, that. So that she just wants the antlers mounted to like some type of leather band or something. <laughs> she wants to so wear the can... antlers. <laughs> so almost like a Loki sort of headpiece. Kinda, yeah, I guess. You want to go there. But you want to look like you're actually got antlers. Uh-huh. She's going for she's going for an aesthetic. Okay. Here. So right off the bat, I can tell you, given how big and how much they weigh, it's not gonna be anything cloth or leather. It's gonna have to be something solid, like mm. almost close to a helmet. You're right, these are fucking huge. She can you can probably cut down like mm-hmm. you know, a couple like like one of the branches of the points uh-huh. and bring it in so it can just be done. Yeah. On like a reinforced leather strap. Yeah, that's what she wants to do. Like you don't have le- to do the full thing. No, like a leather cap. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna sell these antlers. She, she's gonna make it make it the thing. Just make it do it. She wants an antler headdress. All right, I rolled Doesn't a seventy-seven. It. So uh, the store next to the store he's going to is also a, a crafter that works in various types of fabrics and heavy leathers, but it's not an armor smith. That's fine. All right. Hello, friend. Hang on, hang on. That's fine. You can, you can do well, I've already got the stuff you're looking for up, so. Okay. So you walk into a shop, and you actually see another gnome, but in, like, a white shirt, brown pants, a typical, almost like a welder's apron, goggles, very young, red hair, doesn't have a full beard or anything, but has a big thing of, big beard that just grows off the chin a little bit. And he goes, just give me one second, one second, one second, as he's got the goggles on. Yes, it works, awesome. Hi, what can I do for you? Uh, greetings, brother. Um, I am looking for any type of explosives you may have. <laughs> exactly. Well, you walked into oh, the right no. store. There are two peas in a pod. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, you say explosive. I'm sure, as you well know, that's a very generic term around here. Well, I just got done using a bomb out there in the courtyard uh, about, oh, two minutes ago. So, anything like that. That was you? Yep. Oh. I wish I could have seen it. I'm too far away. It was amazing. I went, whoo, it went, whoo, it went, they went, ah! (laughs) You used that on a person. Two people. You hit two people with one bomb. Yep, I threw it right in the center. (laughs) Did that actually kill them? No, unfortunately. But it did hurt him really bad. I take it you haven't used bombs for very long? Uh, well, you know, just getting into the business, so... Nope! Oh, mm. The business. Well, I, I, I do sell bombs. Um, usually these types of bombs are small, black, round, have a small rope out of them. Very just... similar to what I just used. Okay, well, they run for about 150 gold apiece. Um, I have dynamite. I have ah, explosive seeds. I have a gunpowder keg. 
And I have smoke bombs. Uh, so I'm sitting at right now. Can't afford any of that shit. Uh, I'm sitting at about 131 gold. What can you do for a brother? Hmm. One one explosive lover to another. I might have an idea. How skilled are you in engineering? Very. We might have an idea. We're gonna hold off right there. <laughs> oh lord. So Cantha walks into the store next door. Hello, my good sir. The store next door, and that's exactly what the the sign outside says. The store next door. Oh lord, I love it. <laughs> My good sir, mm-hmm. I require a headdress. Okay. I understand these elk antlers <clears throat> are perhaps a bit too large for my rather minuscule, uh, not minuscule, uh, diminutive frame. Mm-hmm. Okay. What can you do for me? What exactly are we wanting to do with them? I want an antler headdress. These are too big for me, but I'd be willing to trade you, perhaps throw in a little gold if you can hook me up. Um, well, um, I do have a friend who works in jewelry, and just so happens to be looking for pieces of elk antler to add as an unusual type of bead. Hi! Oh, many! Anyway. Hi. And you said they're a bit too heavy, so you need them, what, condensed down so they're smaller? Well, I want the full effect of this beautiful spreading rack, mm-hmm. but, they, I mean, these are obviously too large, so I'm thinking maybe downgrade to, like, some deer antlers. So you're just wanting the more elaborate portion of it cut off from the hole and used as yeah, a either Yeah, either use these trimmed down or a different set of antlers, but this is like kind of the aesthetic I'm going for. Rattles her bone necklace out of me, you know? I like bones and stuff. Um, okay. So, uh, well, I'm either going to have to use a very heavy reinforced well, you said headdress. Are you wanting a full like hat to cover the head? Are you wanting a headband? Are you wanting something well, resembling a helmet? I kind of want a helmet looking thing. I And obviously, you know, now that I really think about it, I kind of want like the full skull and antlers on there. So obviously I can't use these unless you can like make something. So you're wanting to have like a skull helmet. Then. Yes, please. You want it to cover your face or just be over the head? Yes. Well, it's not going to cover your whole face. That's fine. It'll just cover down just below the eyes with eye sockets. Yes. However, the work I do, I can do like a helmet type of headdress thing, but it's with very mild steel, so it's uh, not going to protect you in any way, like armor. That's would. okay. Okay. The fear of um, my visage will be enough. Now that raises a second question. Helmets aren't necessarily made out of mild steel. While I would suggest mild steel for its because it's more solid. If you want, I can use a heavy leather and do yeah. a helmet that way. Yeah, 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 let's go for that. So, okay, what I'm going for here is like this fearsome flesh treader Wendigo kind of look. <laughs> okay, 
Okay. You you describe that like I know what you're talking about. I won't say the actual name because you say the actual name, you fucking summon the fuckers. That doesn't tell me anything. Okay. <laughs> Skull. Like this? Headdress. Like that? Yeah, like that, basically. Yeah, okay. this terrifying fucking... So it's gonna be like the upper half of a deer skull. Yeah. Kinda like the Four Swarms headdresses. Yes, thank you! Fallout fans, Four Swarm headdress. That's Skyrim, not Fallout. Four Swarm, yep. our natives, to yep. Skyrim. Wah, wah. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Who wah, are the fuckers? I'm... Okay, who are the fuckers in Fallout? They have like that same weird. Do we look like we play modern day or okay. post apocalyptic okay. style games here? Okay. <laughs> Medieval fantasy, Skyrim. That's the sweet spot. <laughs> okay, so it so, basically looks like a deer skull, the upper yeah. half of a deer skull with the antlers sticking out. Yeah. It goes, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So I just recently. Oh, Got a uh, supply of furs, and a few of them still had their heads intact. One of them happened to be a deer. Yes, with a um, nice rack. That sounded so weird. That's if what you, it's if you're, I would need a down payment. Oh, I got that. Now, because you don't want all of it, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. what I could do is. I mean, I'll like trade you this full elk rack. If that's what you no, want. no, 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 no. Just hear me out. Okay. The portion of the antlers you want attached to the headpiece. I can do that. Well, no, However, I want, like, the intact skull with its own antlers from a deer. Yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, but they were female deer, so it's not really have horns. Oh, what about a reindeer? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Carry on, carry I, on. I can attach it. I can apply some chemical substances to make it look like it's all intact in one solid piece and all that stuff. But do you want the full antler attached or do you just want the that, the, the full elk rack would break my tiny little neck. Okay. That's what I was kind of hoping for because the excess I can in turn sell to a friend of mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll consider that allowing me to keep that excess yeah. part to be part of your payment. Yeah. Normally something like this runs about 150 gold to oh, do. Man, that's not it's going to take me some time. For, we'll say, 100 gold I can do it. I'll cut 50 off. Oh, you got yourself a deal, my guy. Okay. Um, I'll need at least half of that up front, and then you'll pay the other half once I get done. <laughs> that Akantha was ready to just slap down a hundred gold, but she's like thinking, oh yeah, half down's probably a good idea. You got it, rummages, and pulls out fifty gold. Okay. I will have one of my workers start on your headpiece with these, and they should have it done, but they're working on the, the furs and the everything right, right, right now. Right, right. Um, I'll have them get started on this. It should be done, I would say, about this time tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh. It doesn't take very long to you, do it. You it just, just takes... You just, you're just making this better and better for me, my guy. Well, we work to, uh, to impress. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now, do you have any vertebra? Mm-hmm. Damn. I, I don't work that much in bone. Mm, does your friend have vertebra? No. 
Does anybody in town have vertebra? Wait! We just killed four men! I'll take their vertebra! <laughs> she draws outside! And with a very, very confused and kind of morbid... Very horrified Horrified look on his face. Like, who the fuck am I doing business with? He's like... I'll just get this started then. Thank you! Okay, can I get the pull the spines out of these dead No, those bodies have been long gone for a while. Oh man, where'd they go? Well, I told you when you guys traded and sold the equipment, you saw a guy in a black robe and a black hood. Right, forgot you're dead. Right, she goes to find the Undertaker. Hey, I need some spines. Long story short, he tells you no. Oh, buddy. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to kill any hobos and raise them from the dead this time. I'm not saying my... Walk around in people's skeletal things. No, no, I just you, you go, I want to draw attention okay. from people. You what? Don't want. What? Okay, you know those like Hawaiian grass skirts, mm-hmm. right? She wants to do that, but with vertebra. Yeah, no. <laughs> you get into any sort of crafting somewhere down the road, you will have an opportunity. <laughs> She's gonna fucking do that. Can she go like? Okay, the person that's like gonna make that, gonna use the bone from her antler, her elf rack, can she, like, go to them and ask them for a little bit of training in crafting things with bones? At the moment, no. Damn, okay. For, for two reasons. One, it's getting late into the evening, and two, you're not going to have enough time to learn anything. To Got learn it. Anything. Okay, so she's just going to go... That's not something that happens in a day. That takes right, right, right. weeks. Right, okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, uh, to the pub or wherever that okay. they usually go. I'll come back to you. Back cool. to you. So, um, well, you just saw what I was doing right here, right? Mm-hmm. I'm actually working on a unique little device that you can strap onto your back and it launches different explosive devices. I had to make sure I had the right mix of powder, which I do, but I'm having a little bit of trouble with the gizmos and stuff. So here's what I'm willing to do. He whips out his tools. I- I'll take you oh, on boy. as a temporary employee. You oh, help. yeah, you'll do it for him, but not for me. I see. No, I get it. I, I already have the I know, skill. you already have, like, a proficiency. I get it. <laughs> I'll and take you on as a temporary employee, and for however much time it takes to do this, you can get paid for it, and we'll put that cost towards what it is you're wanting to purchase. Does that sound good? Perfect. Okay. Um, I don't know what skill check it would need to be. Um, you know what I mean? Is it, it? It's basically a crafting skill check. So, roll plus proficiency and tool modifier. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, you're definitely I mean, a lower level than. I mean, the thing is, though, is like this is where you can think. Like, is it in regards to, is it you know like intelligence base for the crafting because then you could add the modifier it's it's all in how you want to do it well most crafting is usually based off of intelligence intelligence so what we'll do is we'll do your intelligence modifier your proficiency score um we'll add your modifier for your tools and then we're going to do a base four just because it's a skill that's right up your alley well that would that would that would be with your proficiency in tools so i would i would say the 
you know, with the intelligence, the, my, my five plus tool and profi you know, proficiency, that's going to give me a plus nine. Okay, yeah, we'll just go off of that and then you roll. Um, now, because it's two of you working on it, he's obviously a higher level, but he's basically explaining to you what he needs help with and you're helping, so you also get to roll at advantage. Even better. So that's going to be a 22. 22, okay. You need to make four rolls that beat the DC I've given you. So you've done one. Okay. Uh, that's a natural 20, so 27. Okay. Or 29, actually. That's two. That's on the edge. Another natural 20. That's three. And a third natural 20. <laughs> You serious? Jeez, I'm dead serious. Holy, the blue one. Holy freaking crap. Okay. So, he goes, oh my gosh, yes! Perfect, we did it! Okay, we, uh, um... Gotta test this sucker out. Uh, well, um, there, there's a, a sandy beach about ten minutes from here. Let's uh, go. It's pretty late enough at night. And there's nothing illegal about this, so yeah. He grabs one of his little bomb projectile things, grabs the backpack thing, closes up for the night, grabs his tool set, and goes, yeah, let's go! And you guys make your way down to the beach. <clears throat> one of the guards stopped you. He goes, you know who I am, sir? We're out here testing. This has been the testing field you've let me in. And the guard's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Just <laughs> don't keep everybody up, please. For the love of God. Not too late, at least. <laughs> he goes, all right. Ah, shoot. I'm going to have more opportunities to do this, so I would like to give you the honors. <laughs> so he goes, turn around, my good friend here. He turns around instantly. Takes off his backpack. Yep. And he goes, all right. So he puts this on your back, pulls two of the straps over shoulders. He goes, hang on to those. Got it. Turns you back around. The first one buckles across your stomach. Mm -hmm. The second two that you have a hold of click clicks down there. It. And then there's a third strap that clicks those two together. And he goes, now just hold still and try not to squiggle. As he pulls on the straps and they tighten around in your body. And it's at first a little tight. Little and stuff. he pulls out the one in your waist. You're like, <clears throat> <laughs> okay. He goes, yeah, this is good. you're the stability. He goes, now just don't move. Grabs the rocket. And it sounds like almost like a ballista being loaded with a projectile. It goes, now, as I'm sure you're aware, you have to lean forward and you pull the lever down by your hip. Where am I aiming? Um, well, you're going to aim to the far end of the beach and try to aim a little bit closer to the water so that it's less likely to hit, any, uh, hit anybody. He sits there, he goes... Now, here's what you do know, is that because you rolled three natural 20s, mm -hmm. not only did you help him build this, you were actually able to help modify it slightly so where it's supposed to launch even better than intended. Mm -hmm. Alright, let's see if your modifications work. So, Boop. you're going to give me an attack roll as if you're th attacking with a, a projectile. You okay. get to roll with advantage. Even better. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a 23. 23? Yeah. Right. You pull that lever, and you're 
and you see this thing just it's got a nice little whistle to it too just <laughs> it hits the ground there's a set, uh, like a split second pause Mercer just sits there and holds his fingers up in the air pistol gun style <laughs> nice. and yes! then he gives him a high five and then from way way off in the distance you hear you can I'm trying to sleep you son of a bitch yeah. fireball you oh, don't no. see anybody you just hear it I just shoot a fireball into the air oh my god <laughs> it doesn't make a sound but you see this little red arc of fire I feel better alright lad let's get that off of you clip 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 let's head back to the store I'll get you your payment um, and I can either write it down as credit or I can just pay you in gold and you come back and see me in the morning. Uh, might as well just do credit because I'm going to be back here first thing in the morning anyways. All right. When do you open? Hmm? When do you open? At sunrise. I'll be there. Uh, seven-ish? Got it. Okay. So you guys get back to the shop. He starts figuring up and he goes, well, normally I pay my employees when they work for me about 15 gold to the hour. Worked for about four hours, so that's 60 gold. And because of your modifications, you actually made that thing more powerful than I anticipated. So uh, we're going to add, say, another 20 gold on top of that. So 80 gold total. Nice. And what's your name? Uh, my name is Mercer. Okay. That's what I thought you'd said, but I wanted to make sure. Mercer, yeah. Tacked it right there to the back of the desk. And I will see you in the morning. I need to get to bed. And as you leave, he locks the door behind you. So, Zabak and Acantha get to the, the Adventures Guild uh, tavern first. And this is a, like a two-story building. The entire upstairs is all balcony with um, with rooms. Mm -hmm. The downstairs has four rooms on one side and then tables in the bar. Okay. There is a wall that separates those two. <coughs> and then you also know that they have rooms downstairs in the basement. <sighs> but those rooms are reserved as suites for um, the more high-paying individuals. Yeah. Okay, so... It is about 7.30ish, 8 o'clock in the evening. Okay. I guess it's just gonna obtain a room and find some place to crash. She's, All right. she's bored with interaction for today, so she just wants to, you know, be up. <laughs> are you wanting to do a single room, or are you wanting to do one of the specialty rooms that has, like, multiple beds for a group of people? Uh, we can, I guess we can do one of those. Is it going to be cheaper to just get one of those as opposed to, um, like, a single room for everybody? Well, typically, Adventures Guild members get first crack at those, so those are available to you. Mm -hmm. And it's, tip, it's about... Um, it's usually 15 gold, but that also covers um, 
that gets you two kegs of drink for your stay there. It allows you to stay for up to two nights, and there's a complimentary breakfast. Oh, nice. Okay. Alright, so you've gotten that room uh, for 15 gold and everything. Yeah. Is there anything else you or Zabak is doing? No. Alright. And he does take note that it's two members of the Adventurers Guild that have also um, that are also in there. I mean, we're going to buy food and stuff too. Does that come with the room? It comes with a breakfast. Standard meal is like two gold pieces that gets you two rounds of drinks and a basic meal. Anything other than that is going to cost more. Okay. That's all? Okay. Um, I'm assuming Celine's been with Mercer this whole time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they, they, they have a general... Well, she mainly listens as he just goes on and on and on about the explosive. Right. So, Mercer and Celine, you guys get into the uh, Avengers Guild Tavern area. Same thing. It is kind of bustling in there. You've got the main level that's got tables and chairs and the bar. You've got a small wall to one side where on the other side there's four solid rooms. Mm-hmm. There's a stairway at the back that leads down to rooms downstairs that are the specialty rooms. And then there's a second floor where a balcony covers three-fourths of the uh, tavern and that's all just individual rooms with locked around there. Okay. They go for basically a double room. Okay. Um, as you go to get the room, the barkeep leans in and he goes, you two look very familiar to two others that were described to me earlier. Are you familiar with a female turtle and a human woman? Yes. Okay. You guys already have a room. Oh. They paid for a four-room area that's separated with uh, partitions. Oh, okay. You also have um, complimentary breakfasts in the morning. Even better. Try to be up and up here by 6 a.m. because that's when I serve those complimentary breakfasts. And by 7.30 is when we open the doors for the public. Understood. Uh, they did get dinner earlier, so I'm going to ask you if you guys want the, the house special, like what they got, which is just a basic dinner, or if there's something else you want to eat. Um, I'm feeling special today. Um... <laughs> For the listeners, I tend to do everything in gold, so if stuff sounds too expensive, like food and drink and board and room and stuff, it's because I stick with gold. But the payout in various adventures are a little bit higher as youth than usual, too. Good old economy. <laughs> um, I like to stay simple. So he, he would like, uh, does he, do they have like a Mercer ass? He's like, man, nah, you got like a, you know, kind of the, the famous fish of the day, you know, a good fish platter. Um, I don't have anything famous or specific. However, my last trade-in from yesterday brought us in swordfish, marlin, and a whole lot of tuna. Ah, uh, swordfish. Yes, swordfish is by far the most expensive. How much? This is 
It's going to be six gold for a full fish. It'll be three gold for a half a half of it, which is essentially three slices of fish steak. Uh, we'll do the the three gold one. Okay. Two of them. So essentially one full fish, but two. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do one full fish. That also comes with uh, mashed potatoes and uh, garlic, corn, and broccoli. Fantastic. All right. Do you guys want anything to drink? Uh, beer. I'll take a good gnomish ale, and uh, Celine's like, I'll have a, a, a nice glass of wine. Wine. Okay. Most of the drinks are around in the silver, so for the basic drinks like what you're asking for, that'll be another gold piece together. Bosses it in. Yeah, so seven gold down. About 15, 20 minutes later, he comes out with two plates, and that smell hit your noses the minute he walked out to the bar. And you see these large, I mean, they look like full-size sliced steaks that are about an inch thick in their cut after being cooked. But distinctively obvious that they're swordfish. Mm-hmm. And you see three slices, you see that little thing of potatoes and the brogging thing, and you go, there you go. And these plates are about the size of uh, pie pans. <laughs> Dang. Meal for, meal for tomorrow, too. <laughs> Is there anything else? Or is that no, it? they eat and then head to bed. Alright. Next morning, you guys get up, assuming 6 a.m., mm-hmm. come down, get your breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get your choice between one of two things. You either can get a steak and eggs or a pot cake and eggs. Pot cake. Pot cake is essentially the equivalent to pancakes. Oh, he, uh, Mercer absolutely takes the pancakes. Um, <laughs> the only difference, though, is um, various types of nuts are more commonly found Jeez than nuts? wheat. So, like almonds, peanuts, just oh, corn nuts. So, that's the flour that's made instead of standard wheat flour. Yeah, no, he absolutely takes those. Um, and Celine actually does the stinking eggs. Okay. What about a Canta and the back? It was. What, the nut cakes and what else? Steak and eggs. Okay. Uh, Although Zabak will take the pancakes, I can't want the steak and eggs. Alright. And you do see a few other tables around where other people had gotten those same rooms, so they're in there enjoying their complimentary breakfasts in the morning. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, gets to about six. 20, 6.25. Yeah, whatever time it's going to take me to be there at 7 at the door, waiting for him to open. Mercer is standing there waiting. Okay. So, about 7. Mercer head, Mercer and Celine head to the the gnome's shop of explosives. What does Acantha and Zabak do, or do you guys just follow suit? We're just going to follow suit. Okay. So you guys all get down there. Uh, the gnome guy, you see him pop open the window and go, oh, opens the door up and goes, all right, come on, what, who's all of this? Uh, this is part of my party. Hello. Okay. Good morning. You guys can come in. Don't touch anything. I'm gonna touch everything. Mercer looks directly at Acantha. Hey, 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 Don't man. you touch anything. Touches her own nose. <laughs> <laughs> 
making unbroken, intense eye contact with Mercer. <laughs> oh god, no! He's clicking! He's clicking things! Seriously, don't make me make you come back tomorrow. I'd rather just get this done now. He slowly turns back. Yes. Alright, come on in here. Let's get this taken care of. Alrighty. I owed you 80 gold, if I recall. Yes. Alrighty. So, 80 gold. Um, let me take a look here. What? Remind me what, again, exactly you were looking for, other than just kapoom. Uh, any explosive devices. Anything, any, you know, uh, the more the merrier that I can get. <clears throat> well, they may not be as, they, they might not mean to be as potent, but the fact of having, you know, a small bag full of them versus, you know, only one, uh, can make the day. Well, let me ask you this. Are you looking for explosives as a distraction or to hurt somebody with? Both. Simply put. Well, if you know explosives as well as I'm hoping you do, you know that that doesn't exactly... Well, I know. There, there are moments where, yes, the distraction will be necessary. So, you know, a handful of, you know, something small like that, that, you know, noise poppers, things like that, great. But at the same time, you, you can use those in combination with, you know, other types of bombs or other types of explosives and correlation that you do that and you can have you know a trap so i mean i have i have the ability to use it all all right and just unfortunately funds are slightly limited i'll I'll tell you what (laughs) i will do a discount for you only because about five days ago Somebody brought in something for me that I'm familiar with. I know what it is, but it's not of my work, so I'm not entirely sure how functional it is, other than, yes, it works. Yeah. Those are dynamite sticks. Okay? Mm-hmm. Similar to what your bomb was, except they are made much lighter. As I'm, well, as I'm sure you well know, they're not made out of anything solid. It's more like a thick paper. It'd be like a, that'd be like a 22 on that. Oh yeah, you know it's a thick thing of paper. It's a small tube about an inch in diameter, and it's eight to nine inches long with a small little... Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what dynamite is. You also know that <clears throat> sticks of dynamite can be wrapped together to make a larger thing of dynamite, and for each stick that you put together the explosive does more damage. Mm-hmm. Because I owed you 80 gold. Normally these sticks will sell for about 30 gold a piece. So three, six. I will put, I have four of them that I will give you in exchange for the 80 gold. If you want more of them, I will give you a discount of them at 20 gold a piece. Or I can do... I got 120 gold. 20, 40, 60, 80, 120. So you're wanting six of them? Yes. On top of these four? Yes. Okay, do you want... Well, I only have five of these unique ones. So there's those. Um, So we'll call it 115 then because I was going to take five gold off of each of those. And then my ones I know work, so there's another another five 
of these for the perfect. And you lay down the gold. Okay. So you have six sticks of dynamite. I'm assuming you need well, the stats be, on those. That'd be oh, ten altogether. Ten five and five. Yes, ten. All right. So as an action, you can light a stick of dynamite and throw it to a point up to sixty feet. Each creature within five feet must make a dexterity twelve saving throw. Taking 3d6 bludgeoning damage on a fail and half as much on a successful. You can bind sticks of dynamite together so they explode at the same time. Each additional stick increases the damage by 1d6 to a maximum of 10 and the burst radius by 5 feet to a maximum of 20 feet. Um, you can all, these can also be rigged with a longer fuse to explode after a set amount of time, usually 1 to 6 rounds. You'd roll initiative for the dynamite. After the set number of rounds go by, the dynamite explodes on that initiative. Okay. Perfect. And are they both doing the exact same thing? They are. He's just one of them. One set, he knows He knows what they do because he made them. The other ones were ones that were brought in and sold to him, so they aren't of his making. Perfect. So initial stick, 3d6. Each additional stick. 1d6 on top. Doesn't make much sense, but okay. But it also increases the radius of By damage. Five foot. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. It increases one stick increases by five foot, which is fine. It, that's well, it only it goes to a maximum of twenty feet. So Correct. at that point, four sticks all together. Three, four, five, six, which would be six d six, uh, a twenty foot range. Yeah, that's still a lot of damage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just I think it's because individually they're better, but it's one person versus two people. People. So uh, a five foot range is one cell. So if I chuck a single stick of dynamite, it's only going to hit at ever one person. If well, it hits anybody one. within five feet of the stick, so essentially it could hit up to eight people if they're all within five feet of where that stick is at. So it has a ten-foot blast radius. Because that that because that square plus plus one would be ten. Each creature within five feet of the point. Yeah, so that that's just simply it's a five-foot square. It's it's one square is all it blows up. Okay. Well, I don't like the wording then because they made it sound like that if it lands in this square, to me, five feet within that square would be every square yes. within a nine block radius it, around. Yeah, it. that's, that's it, ten foot diameters, or yeah, ten foot. Yeah, ten foot diameter. The only exception I'll make to that is I'll allow you to throw it into a cross section, okay. so it hits up to four squares. Okay, that works. I will allow that. Okay, that works. <clears throat> That being said, if you do combine them, then it goes back to a single square and the radius increases by five feet. That's fine. <clears throat> All right. So it's early morning. You guys know you have a few things to get done. We go finish up with the uh, the dockmaster things. We make the waterfront. Yeah, we make haste directly there. No. Okay. It does take you because you're on the far side of town and the waterfront was on the opposite end of town. It does take you a good half hour, 45 minutes to get there, especially trying to get through everybody that's in the streets and everything. I can make it faster, but I decide not to. 
<laughs> you want to avoid a lot of trouble, don't you? <laughs> just a little stick of dynamite with a lighter in your hand. Everyone's going to move for you. Pretty much. Anyway, so we, we make haste. 30 minutes later, we're there. All right. So he's, he's sitting there and he goes, You're back. Is this your writ again? No, this is the proof that you asked for. Oh. That we completed a, a task. Suspicious soldiers. Dare I ask who these suspicious soldiers were? They were another set of ruffians. Um, black something or other. Black Rift? Some, yeah, I think that was it. Oh, yeah, those guys have been uh, a bit they, of a pain. They keep showing up in groups. Yeah, we took care of four of them. Oh, okay. And the signature. Okay, alright. So here's the deed to it. Thank you. I do need the, the writ letter. Thank you. Actually, and... wait, I, I tap the back. The back. Yes. Hey, you need the right. Alright, here you are. Thank the back hands over the writ. Alright, so you're going to need to get the deed signed by Hal Hawkshaw. He's at the Three Clove Inn. Um, he's the one who's selling the ship. The deed stays with me when he docks it. Once the sale is complete, he'll sign on the dotted line, granting you official ownership. And, yeah, you'll be all said and done, other than naming the ship. At that point, bring it back, and we will put together a brand new deed marking you as the official owner. Sounds good. Off we go. You'll want to come up with a new name. I'm sure you're aware it's bad luck to... It's bad luck to rename a ship. It's bad luck to keep a ship with the same name. It's bad luck to rename it. Well, as the person running the game, you're highly encouraged to rename the ship to mark it as your own. Bye. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we make haste um, over there to um, deal with how. So, it's going on about 8.45, 9 o'clock. <clears throat> you get into the Three Clove Inn. There's only a handful of people in there, and you see one lonely guy sitting up at the bar drinking ale. You also see about four tankards empty upside down next to him. And as you get in there, he finishes one off and barkeep! Next one. Walk up to the, the bar. Because uh, I assume we don't know what Hal looks like. No, but you, you do know that he's from Black Rift, and you, the guy you see up there is about halfway crudely dressed similar to Black Rift Warriors with the battle axe, but he doesn't have the chainmail on. He's just got the clothes. Okay. I uh, walk up. Uh, Marky, that one's on me. Uh, you're Hal, right? Yeah. Well, thank you. No problem. I need a favor from you, though. What's that? As I hold up the paper, I need your signature. Oh, is this the D to the star tie? Yep. <laughs> oh, I hate parting with this poor boat. We had a lot of good adventures. Well, let's put it this way. You sign off on it. If we're ever important, you want a ride, you got one. Really? Really. You know I made her survive through a hurricane for four days without a scratch on her? Fantastic! 
like I said, we'll be more than happy to uh, let you maybe even take her for a spin one day. Well, how about that? Hmm. Kind of a scratch your back, scratch my back type thing. Alright, so he is actually going to do an insight check. He is drunk, so disadvantage. That's not going to matter. Same twice. Yeah, it's the same thing twice. Um, he completely believes you and has full trust in you. He goes, I'll tell you what, thank you for the drink. I, I'll tell you what. I'll make a deal with you. I know that ship from stem to stern. Well, how about you let me be your helmsman? That's a great idea. Let's go. Sure. Okay. Give me an intelligence check. Provided we can dry him out, right? 24. 24. Okay. You recall the day before hearing Cedrail talk about knowing how to be a helmsman at well. This is where you guys as the players have a choice to make. Well, You okay. can accept Cedrail as the helmsman of your ship, or you can accept Hal Hawkshaw as the helmsman of your ship. Can I make an insight check of... Uh, I mean, is, is this story well known as to his sea exploits? Yes and no. You know that he was a member of Black Rift. The more common uh, knowledge about him is how he defected from Black Rift and kind of went on the straight and narrow. But he's also res well respected enough amongst Black Rift that they aren't going to go out of their way to go after him for defecting. So it's it, one of those. It, it's one that the. His... It, he may be inflating his story to some extent, but the fact of the matter is, is generally speaking, the, because of the way the ship is, he clearly knows what to do. Because it's the Star Tide and his former ship, you put him on that ship, he knows what he's doing. You put him on a different ship, he's like you guys. Maybe, maybe not. But in regard to this one, he, he knows it. Yeah. I look at the group. But here's why I'm pointing this out. You have your contact, Cedrail. He's always been your point of contact with the Adventurers Guild. You also have Hal Hawkshaw, who knows the ship really well. So it's a 50-50. The fact that we're going to... I mean, we still have our, he's still our contact regardless of to the Guild. Yeah. That's never going to change. The fact that we have an experienced person who can navigate the ship through the sea... It only makes sense. I mean, I feel like we should take him with us just so he's not trying to steal a ship back. I'm okay with that. You know he's not going to. He, there'd be no point in trying to, to sell it just to steal it back. There's enough well-known about him that he's not that kind of guy. I'm for it. Yeah, okay. Sure. Alrighty. Uh, when do you guys plan on making sail? As soon as you sober up, friend. How about you give me until noon tomorrow and I'll be ready to go. Okay. Alright. Pulls a quill out, dips it in an inkwell, and... Here you go, buddy. I take it. Thank you so much, my young friend. I flipped the barkeep a gold coin for the drink. <clears throat> There's a dwarf behind the counter and goes, Thank you! 
Now let's get back to your drink, friend. What else are you having? You guys are walking away. Bye-bye. <coughs> um, so, you're not actively using it yet, but here is Hal Hawkshaw. Okay. All his stats and everything are on the back. And that picture is a distinguished picture of him. Okay, so I gotta ask you real quick, out of game. Yeah? Did you do that on purpose because the last time we were playing nope. Cedril was your... Okay. Nope. <laughs> Just happened to be... It was one of those moments where it was like, well, let's see how quickly I can sweet talk this guy to sign it because <laughs> no one has faith in this man. So, Helmsman he is. And at that, we will have to call it a night. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.